Hey everybody, this is JoJo, the co-host and editor of Geesebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the first release episodes of our show, which were Stay Out of the Basement, Monster Blood, The New Girl, which is the first Fear Street novel, and this episode, The Girl Who Cried monster uh we are not going to be releasing four episodes every time this is just because we wanted to make sure uh if people were interested in our show they had a lot of stuff to listen to for those of you who don't know anything about uh, myself danielle jeff or kim who does the disclaimer at the start of geese bumps we do a youtube let's play show called jojo has fun and we also do a weekly Dungeons and Dragons podcast called The Roles We Made, which is also available everywhere that podcasts can be found. Those other projects take up a lot of our time, so we can't dedicate ourselves to doing Geese Pumps every single week. Uh, we have to do it every other week. The next episode of Geese Pumps is going to be out on Tuesday september 15th and for those of you who want to get ready and read ahead we are going to be reading let's get invisible which is i think goosebumps seven maybe eight it's out there it's easy to find you can get it anywhere that you can get books i think they're all on kindle so you can get them and that one might actually be an audiobook which is super cool if you have uh, suggestions questions comments the easiest way to get them to us would be to use the hashtag geesebump i hope that hashtag is fine I didn't check it beforehand. Thank you so much for listening to Geese Bumps. We really appreciate your support, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you. Warning. Geese Bumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. Listener beware, you're not in for a scare. Lucy likes to tell monster stories. She's told so many that her friends and family are sick of it. Then one day, Lucy discovers a real live monster, the librarian in charge of the summer reading program. Too bad Lucy's told so many monster tall tales. Too bad no one believes a word she says. Too bad the monster knows who she is and is coming after her. Next. Let the corduroy man have his library time with his flies and whatever. A Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. Today, we're reading The Girl Who Cried Monster. I'm Danielle. I have a PhD in English. I'm Jojo, and I have a PhD in English. I'm Jeff, and I have a lot of self-confidence You're issues. rude! I know. <laughs> You're so rude! With your burps and your hats? That's, okay, first of Whoa. all, audio format. No one had to know about the hat. <laughs> Second of all, we're in my home. No one talks to me about hats! In the tone that you just did in my own home. Here's the thing about hats. Oh. You shouldn't wear them inside the house. It's bad luck. You know oh. why it's bad luck? Oh, I'll man. tell you why. Because it's already hard enough for my main man, Jesus, 
to see through the building. He can't oh. see through your, your hat. Soul. They see your soul to the top of your head. My soul barcode is on the top of my soul head. Yeah, and yeah. you blocked it. And you I blocked, blocked it. Oh, not only are you not going to get to heaven, you're not going to even get points for this meal. No. Without scanning your barcode. Points like, for anything. I have to check my nutritional value. How are we going to check the nutritional value? How's, how, is, how is my main man... Mm-hmm. Going to get the nutritional value out of you without scanning your top head barcode. Jesus is just—he's counting his his heavenly carbs. He's scanning all the the, the soul food stuffs down here on Earth, and <laughs> and he's getting an error message when he uses that Safeway app. Oh, I really oh, love yeah. the idea oh, that like yeah. that's 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 why they let souls in. It's like it's cheat day. Let's let some <laughs> let's let some more let's let, let's let some more soul oh. calories in here. Nom, nom, yeah. nom, nom, nom. yeah, come on up. Come I mean, what are souls if not the the rapture is just when they hit their goal weight, they're gonna just pig, pig out. out. <laughs> it's my cheat hard. day. Here we go. It's my cheat millennium. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I'll eat everything but the bad ones. Yeah, the bad ones. The bad ones. They're a little moldy. I don't like. I don't like them. No, all no, of them, out. them out. You're not supposed to have trans fats. Also, all of them have high fructose corn syrup in them. What's wrong with these people? Well, that's enough blasphemy yeah, for this week for this episode. The girl who cried monster. Yeah, we're talking about the girl who cried monster. Uh, which the worst book I've read in a fortnight. Yikes! Originally released in 1993 by Parachute Press and Scholastic. Uh, the girl who cried monster. Goosebumps number eight. Yeah, we jumped a bit. We did jump a bit. Uh, let us get us. Let us get us. Let us get us. Uh, who would like to start us off with the one-minute synopsis? Okay. I'll do the first one. one, one, minute, one Let me put synopsis. a minute upon the clock <sighs> of timing. So much so much in this book. So And go. All right. This story takes place in Timberland Falls, starring Lucy Dark, <laughs> whose last name we didn't even need to know necessarily and never comes up again. She's cool. She's cool. She is a little girl who likes to make her younger brother, Randy, who is six years old, scared out of his wits because she likes telling monster tales, and he believes them. Unfortunately, no one else does, and they just think she's super annoying and irritating, especially her parents and friend, Aaron. She is literally the worst child you could ever meet as another child and as an adult. She has has a reading program she goes to during the summer where she gets a book from Mr. Mortman. He gives her a book. She finds out he's a monster. He eats flies. He eats moths. He eats turtles. No one will believe her when she tells them that he is a monster. She follows him. She takes a photo of him without his knowledge uh, and then eventually finds out that yeah, maybe her parents do finally believe her because they invite Mr. Mothman, uh, I say Mr. Mothman, Mr. Morton over for it. dinner at the end, and it's revealed that she and her family are the monsters and Time. they eat him. Yeah, P.S. His name is definitely Mr. Mothman. I've been saying Mr. Mothman a lot because Mr. Better. Mothman and his many prophecies. <laughs> Indeed. He's here to fuck up your bridges. And there are moths he eats. Yep. Is he moths? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, Joe. Yes, and here we go. My one-minute synopsis. Ba-ba-do-ba-ba-do-ba. Boop. So this story stars Lucy and Randy. Maybe just Lucy. Randy is kind of a secondary character. She's really smart. She's good at reading, good at writing, and good at faking. That's the other thing. She's really good at kind of bullshitting her way through books, which is someone who studied English is such a valuable skill. Um, she <laughs> is in a, she's in a summer reading program where she has to read like one of the classics every single week. And as she does so, she accidentally forgets her rollerblades one day at the library. She goes back to get them and bam, she finds that the librarian is a monster. Now she's just trying to convince her 
Bachelor family. He's a monster. He's a monster. He's a monster. A real life horrible looking monster. And like, we don't believe you, dear. You're just a liar. And she's like, okay. And then she decides to try and prove it. So she gets her, she enlists her friend Aaron to go with her to take a picture of the monster. He doesn't show up. She tries to take the picture. Picture doesn't develop. She's like, dang it. And then she decides to stalk him at his house and look at him through a window and then her and Aaron both believe that he's a monster but uh, unfortunately nothing works and finally she manages to convince her parents he's a monster and they're like alright let's invite him over and then they kill him and eat him and that is the girl who cried monster yeah so then you're going to give us the real synopsis which honestly is not too far from I don't think what Joe Dan- and I did Danielle no you guys actually did a pretty good job two minutes okay, on the clock for the full synopsis and here it is go Lucy Dark, she's 12 years old. She's insufferable. She's our first Goosebumps anti-hero. <laughs> All she does... <laughs> she does is fucking lie about monsters and tell elaborate stories to freak out her six-year-old brother. Her parents don't like her. Her brother doesn't like her. Her friend Aaron probably doesn't like her. Mr. Mothman doesn't like her. We don't like her. Anyway, she's in a program for reading rangers where they read fucking shit over the summer and she is doing that. And then one time when she's at the library, she forgets her rollerblades and then she has to go back. Mr. Mothman doesn't know that she's there because it's post-closing. And then he's just there eating flies, shoving them in his fat face, as uh, the author puts it. And... Then she has to convince her family that Mr. Mothman is a monster, despite the fact that she constantly lies about monsters and tells stupid stories. So no one believes her. She becomes obsessed. She stalks the fuck out of him. She tries to take pictures of him in the, in the library. She tries to like look at, look at him in his house. She basically is a predator. And then uh, Aaron... Uh, believes her for some reason at some point. Uh, this is not this off the rails. And uh, anyway, eventually her parents believe that he is indeed a monster. They invite him for dinner and then suddenly they grow fucking vicious ass fangs and, and gobble him up in under a minute. And I quote, and uh, and then and then Randy, Randy's just sitting there watching like, yeah, that's cool. More blood next time. More blood. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With nine seconds to spare. Yeah, I nailed it. This book has one of the most hard pivot endings <laughs> I've experienced it is in, in, at any point. Impressively like, hard. M. Night Shyamalan would be shocked by this book. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Shyamalan. He yeah. would be definitely not taken aback. The most well written. <laughs> No, I mean, possible. up until the end, it's pretty okay. I like, I was, I, I was, it was tense mm-hmm. at various points. Um, the narrative was clear. Yeah. There was very like, but very uh, logical progression of events. If you. It's a kid. So it makes sense what yeah. the kid's doing. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to solve a mystery. Yeah, yeah exactly. It up. becomes, Jeez. it's more of a mystery until the end when it just becomes a pile of bullshit. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, that's uh, we need to get into the actual segments of the. Oh, hang on, guys. Yeah. Huh, I have an urgent call I need to take. Okay. Okay. If you'll excuse me, yes. I'm gonna go out and take that urgent yeah, call. Yeah, you, you do that. Step out back. Yeah. Here I go. Bye. Bye. He needs to learn how to walk softly. His his. Oh, uh, hang on then. There we ah, go. Ah, that's better. That's then, what we like. Then wait. Uh, we don't, what's the doorbell sound like? Um, ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs>
Did we order a Postmates? I thought we already got our Postmates. Ding dong. What the fuck, man? Okay, okay. fine. Every time we need to like close these off. Jeff, but all right. You, you open it. Please open, open the hold door. On. Oh, Let me go. oh, God. Hold on. Let me Please open, open it. Please open the door, guys. Ah! All right. Buddy, get in here. You get in here. Oh, goodness before. gracious. It's Spit. raining cats and other bigger cats out there. That's great. Hi That's there. Great. How's it going? Sit the fuck down. Wash it's your me, hands. R.L. Stein. Yes, oh, really? It is. How's it going? Oh, Richard I'm, Lewis? I'm mad at you. RL. RL. Oh, oh, why are you mad at old RL? Yeah, what do you do? By the way, bitch can't guess what RL stands for. Really loud. Wrong. <laughs> this time, I mean, my name is, my name is Randy Lucy Stein. Oh, shit. That's right. Oh, shit. Is that your parents' names? Do you take both your parents' names? Not at all. Those are my actual names. <laughs> Randy okay. Lucy. Cool. All right. Well, it's got a nice ring to it. Oh, Randy Lucy. Actually, it sounds Randy Southern. Randy Lucy Stein. Well, it's like a, it's like a, like a Southern Belle character. Like Randy, Lucy, Randy Stein. Lucy Stein. Get on in here. I've always here. depended on the allowance money paying for books of strangers. Yeah, you shouldn't <laughs> take money from strangers. <laughs> yeah. So, Randy Lucy, I'm mad. Oh, I'm, that's too bad. I'm, I'm real mad, Randy Lucy. Ding dang. Because I've I we just read The Girl Who Cried Monster. Did you now? Yeah. And I gotta say and who wrote it? I I guess it would be one that's right there at it's, the top. It's at the top, actually. It yeah. says Randy Lucy Stein. The, the, sure the, the, the Andy and the Usi are very small text. You that's can only right. see it's very teeny tiny. See the it's RL. the dot, actually. Yeah. Um, People think it's initials. It's, it's not. not. The printer's just real, real odd about that. It only does it in circles. That's right. Um, and this was a book that I was loving, mm-hmm. loving it mm-hmm. until That's why I made it all. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um, like a gymnast who did too many drugs the previous night, could not stick the landing. What? What do you mean? I need to know, Randy Lucy. What were? You, what was your intentions with one, the, the the this book that was this piece of art that I was reading? That went to a strange direction at the end. Explain it to I mean, us, okay, please. Okay, okay. Because then I have follow-ups. So please proceed. Yeah. The very nature of narrative is the act of convincing the reader that the story they are reading is in fact a version of reality. In many ways, this being my eighth novel, I wanted to tackle that for my own purposes. You wanted to tackle reality. I wanted to tackle the act of storytelling as a narrative art form. Oh, sure. In this case, I decided to take on the role of a young storyteller, Lucy. In this way, she is acting as a young me. Randy oh. Lucy Stein. You are equally insufferable. The challenge of being a good creator of story is one must mine reality. In this way, Lucy manages to find horror in everyday life, much like me. <laughs> I see monsters everywhere. Though the difficulty in good storytelling isn't so much finding the inspiration, it's trying to realize the best way to convince others that the story is real, in fact, is inseparable from life, even though it's an addition. In this way, <laughs> in this way, my goal was to try to convey the challenges of being a horror writer who caters specifically to children. Note that the hardest thing that Lucy tries to do is scare adults, but scaring kids is pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. I in mean, this way, I was trying to convey the struggles that I have as a creator of horror came stories across. for yeah. little kids. The, the struggle came across. First of all, what do you have against eating flies? Why? Why do you demonize the eating of flies? Because, you know, in the future, we all might have to subsist on insects. 
Yeah. So that is true, yes. And I was writing this in a pre-globalist perspective. I could tell. It's However, scary. the key of the eating flies, eating snails, eating turtles, the eating turtle things that wouldn't bad. be typically desirable is an idea to inject a level of otherness into the text that would otherwise be absent. That Fear is not with. built around that which is scary. It's yes, built around right. that which is unknown. In this case, Lucy did not have a position of expertise as to why one would eat flies. Notice that halfway through the book, they end up going to a Chinese restaurant specifically. And the one thing that was really harped on is how odd the food would be. This is a common racial stereotype of cuisine, not typically what we would call American. In this way, I was trying to portray a very simplified concept of fear. Fear of the other that one does not understand and is too afraid to understand. I fucking hate that I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the worst. And in that scene, was, was Randy the child who seemed to hate the Chinese food and spill water everywhere? Was that like your average American. racist American yeah. like archetype Little just, toddler. Like, at odds against this this cultural difference. Bitching incessantly. Yeah. I mean kids just suck. I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. Daniel, did that did that answer your question pretty good? You know, I'm actually uh, weirdly okay with the things. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty succinct explanation of yeah. his 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 I mean, Well, I wouldn't it be succinct. I wrote it after all. I I would I would pose to you one alternate interpretation, which is simply that bearing in mind that this is about the fear of the other. What do you think of the irony of the twist at the end in which the monsters are in fact our main characters? To that, I would quote the great Audrey Lord. Oh, nice. The master's tools may not destroy the master's house there is an intersectionality of monster and otherness that currently Lucy and her family feel they occupy. There can only be one kind of monster, a heteronormative nuclear family, not a single man who eats bugs. That's it. In which case it was decided that because this monster is abject, even to us other monsters, he should be destroyed. He Unfortunately, the true villain is society at large for demonizing us, okay. those who are at the intersection of identity. The monstrousness is not so much the creature that's destroyed, but the creatures that we have become. Yes! Oh my god, I fucking hate you. The well, cool. I, we. <laughs> Dan, you're, no one else is allowed to be smart in the room except for Danielle. That no, is it. No, no, it's. Uh, I just don't want to. You don't want to agree with this. You don't want to agree with Randy, Randy Lucy. Lucy. Don't want to have to agree with Randy Lucy, except on the idea that the concept of otherness is always expressed in a binary, and that's what's so scary. All right, I'll accept that. Randy and Lucy, get the fuck out of my yeah, house. Yeah, thank you for your, your, your precise and uh, accurate description of your own works. Never come back again yeah, unless we I need you to come back you, again. you got it. And remember, maintain social distancing and vaccines are safe and effective. Bye! Uh, Bye! <laughs> 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 hey, guys, I'm back from the bathroom. Hey, You'll never good. guess what I did in there. I don't really need Had a to. phone call, like oh. I said, at the start oh. of the bit. Oh, okay. no, you're one Chumps. of those. People who talked on the toilet, that's gross. That's right. The acoustics in there are really nice. Though. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, but that, that's not good. I have been tasked with the beginning. And the points that I want to draw our attention to are, first of all, we need to take a little look at Lucy, our fucking shithead of an anti-hero. A protagonist. Whatever. And there's a, there's a whole extended scene in the very first 
uh, chapter where she's telling him, Randy, her, her six-year-old brother, yeah. uh, about monsters that eat toes, tries to freak him out. And then when she does succeed in freaking him out and he tries to run away. Do you have a passage for us? I do. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a page number. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, she's talking about the toe biter and uh, the... Well, what's, what's the page number? So this would be, uh, for those of you going along, it is page six. There we go. Yeah, my pages are very strange. Mine says page 55 for some Mine reason. Mine says page 37. <laughs> no, it's page six. <laughs> okay. She starts by saying, Randy asks how big it is. And she hey. says, big. <laughs> Bigger than a dog. And then she watched an ant crawl up her leg. Then she says, no one really knows how big because the most monster blends in so well. So what happened, Randy asked, sounding a little breathless. I mean, to Becky and Lila. Again, he glanced over at the Killeen's gray shingle house. Well, they were in their little plastic pool, I continued. You know, splashing around. And I guess Becky was laying on her back and had her feet hanging over the side of the pool. And you can picture it in your head. Right. Okay. These, are, these are very specific, concrete details. This is good storytelling. Mm -hmm. And the monster scampered over the grass, nearly invisible. And it saw Becky's toes dangling in the air. And then, of course, she goes on to detail how he uh, eats Becky's toes off. But she's got... Delicious. Yes. Yeah. Which were eaten off and only mildly painful when it happens. No! <laughs> That's she's the part I that, love. Yeah. She's, she's missing all her toes and I'm sure spurting blood all over the place, but she's pretty chill about it. Well, the, the best part about the storytelling thing in this, in this first passage, I think, is mm -hmm. the idea that it's happened before many times. Yes. And our good buddy, Randy, <laughs> does not have, like, the object permanence of, right. well... I do know that she has goofed me before. Right? <laughs> Goof he me once, shame on me. Goof, goof me, me twice, twice, shame on me. Another goof Monday. Me the third time, fourth, fifth, sixth. That's that's my life. Goof me. me, keep on goofing. <laughs> yeah, constant goof. Keep goofing me. I'm gonna I'll figure this one out eventually. Yeah. Because the whole premise is just like she keeps scaring him. And if it was like you gotta imagine that scenario. Like imagine Jeff if I came by and I was like, Hey Jeff, would you like to hear about Overwatch. Oh, you want what, to hear about the newest, that? the newest Overwatch patch? I, I do. I, you, how do you know about it? I yeah, want to know. Yeah, I do know about it. Oh man, what, what are they doing to Moira? What they're doing to Moira? Leave Mercy alone. They're gonna, they're gonna put Moira inside of a glass ball. What? And then they're gonna fill the the ball up with gamer tears. What? No, oh, my gamer no, tears. Those are fatal. Yeah. Those yes, are like those acid. Tears. So that when she casts when she casts her <gasps> heal or her damaging attack to charge her heal, oh man, it's gonna get interrupted by the gamer tears. How am I gonna play? And Jeff Kaplan said that's how it's supposed to be. Oh no, I gotta go tell mom. Every day JoJo comes with bad news about my healers. That's right. Every day I come with bad <laughs> news about the healers. Yeah. Every I, day. It's fucking bullshit. It's we getting to the stop point where we should stop considering it possibly good news. I don't think we should invite him over anymore. Here's the thing is, guys, it's been a while since I've been six years old. And, and I'm just thinking about the things that scared me. Oh, my God. Basically anything. Okay, let's No, that's, that's current, Jeff. All right, shut up, Jeff. <laughs> what would have scared young Jeff? I'm going to start off small. Okay. Mayonnaise. Go. Good. I'm going to build on that slightly. Okay. And say bologna with teeth. I'm going to increase that one and go with bread that is not wonder. <gasps> Non-wonder bread? The least wondrous of all breads. That's terrifying. Your turn. Okay. And, uh, and also um, lettuce in general. 
Okay. I'm going to raise you. I'm going to take your lettuce and I will raise you cabbage, both red and green. Whoa. Okay. Well, definitely then I'm going to have to say carrots. Oh, okay. Well, if you're going to say carrots, I'm going to say the next thing, oranges. They're also orange like carrots. They are. Yeah. They are. And yes, orange crunchy, is terrifying. Though. Rainbows. Oh, okay. Rainbows. Skittles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skittles are scary. Skittles are very scary. That's why they start with this. That's right. <laughs> These and the more things are what cats <laughs> afraid of. So if anyone's wondering what my physique is like based on the things I was scared of as a six-year-old, I'm about four foot two and 80 pounds. <laughs> I have no teeth. I only eat oatmeal and I sleep. I actually feel like you're afraid of oatmeal. <laughs> it's too mayonnaise-like. Yes, only can eat like Yoo-Hoo. Mr. Go to a restaurant and always order chicken nuggets. They sometimes strips. It's like a nugget turned into a finger. <laughs> oh, fingers too. Yeah. Oh, chicken fingers. Oh. That's pretty bold. That's actually that. scary. Danielle, yeah, I believe you have another passage. Yeah. Uh, again, this is a. Uh, this is when she's describing Mr. Mothman. Mr. Mortman, for those of you who yeah. haven't oh. adopted his real moniker. Just to point out that "mort" in French means bite. You're but, so you think it means like bite man. Mr. Bite-Man. I'm the Bite-Man. Go. Okay, Mega Man. How are you going <laughs> to take down Bite-Man? Oh, this robot's made out of toes. How are you going to take him down, Mega Man? I got this one. <laughs> oh, God. If I believe. I could think I beat up Drill Man. Now I can take out Bite-Man. That's right. Save us all, please. It's a dental joke. <laughs> it is. A dental Another fear of Jeff's. What about yeah. dams? Anyway. Uh, okay. This is her description of Mr. Mothman. The thing all of us kids hated the most about him was that his hands always seemed to be wet. Oh, God. He would smile at you with those beady little black eyes of his lighting up his plump, bald head. He would reach out and shake your hand, and his hand was always sopping wet. When he turned the pages of books, he'd leave wet fingerprints on the corners. His desktop always had small puddles on the top, moist handprints on the leather desk protector. And then she goes on to be kind of mean and say that he looks like a, he's short and round with a shiny bald head and he looks like a mole. Like a... Uh, page 20 to 21. Yeah. For those he, of you who have a... He speaks in a high scratchy voice. So he has a medical condition. Yes. To where he's he is... He's got a sweating condition. Sweating profusely. You can't help it. Imagine this guy in present day. So not 90s. You're at the Starbucks. He's walking up and he's he's gonna order a coffee, and then he's and then he turns to someone who's also ordered the same thing, and he's gonna he's gonna hit that person with his best pickup line. Oh, tell me. And then his give it to me. Hey, good looking. Hey. <laughs> that's and, Toad. That's to <laughs> oh my God! Does he sound like Toad? He sounds like kind of in my head now. Looks kind of like Toad with that looks hat. Like toad. Like toad. Sounds like Toad. toad if you take off the toad part of his hat, he's just got a bald head. He's big and bulbous, and he kills turtles. Wait a minute. Is he Mario? I think he's Nintendo. I th he does have a thing where he resembles Bob Hoskins a bit as Mario. Oh, my God. Is this okay, wait a minute. Oh, my God. Is this Bob Hoskins Mario? Yes. Yes. So, so this is about how video game characters are not welcome in our heteronormative. I dare, I dare say, Danielle, even further to the point, I believe that R.L. Stein wanted to paint the true monster <laughs> video game. <Yeah. laughs> Violence in video games. This is about the time that Mortal Kombat yep. was coming into the arcade. Yep. 
States Congress and the Senate were, were batting down. We're going we're gonna to invent the ESRB and put a stop to Mortal Kombat. But R.L. Stein's over here like, hold on, hold right. slow your roll. There's a certain Italian plumber mm-hmm. who, let's be real, is a little violent. Yep. And if you don't believe me, I'll write a book about it. Right? Yeah. And it's the girl who cried Mario. Oh. Think about that one. That thing I said was pretty poignant. <laughs> hey, when it comes to video games, <laughs> the real monster? It's books. Right. It's books. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that a video game hates the most? Books. books. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the anti-book of yeah. video games. If you would, yeah. God, I was. I wish we had video games right now. I wish we were this. Instead, we got books. Uh, the opposite of video games. Is this, is this hell? This is hell. Okay. Throughout this book, it fat shames Mr. Mothman and talks about how he has double chins and he's pudgy. He's got chubby hands, blah, 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 blah. Well, all he seems to do when we're not hanging out with him is eat junk food. Yeah. Yeah. By that I mean flies. Flies. Which have very little caloric value. Yeah. Like you'd have to be a koala eating all day. Okay, Joe's going to find out exactly what the caloric content is. Of a fly. Of a fly. Well, hang on. You'd like, you know. Calorie, wait. Calories. Comma, housefly. <laughs> <laughs> no, what if they were horseflies? Oh, those are biggins. Hang on, this is from user NJ Wong from one year ago. Can we trust NJ Wong? A housefly accidentally flew in my mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and then I accidentally, accidentally. bit it. And Hold on, <laughs> I'm worried this is going to break my diet. So I looked on recipeofhealth.com. Okay. <laughs> Housefly clocks in at five. Five calories. Five? Ca- that's bullshit. That's a lot of calories. That's as much as like like gum or something, like sugar-free gum. Come on, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. that is bullshit. Okay, here's a from a Quora. Oh, boy. Well, I can't speak for the nutritional profile of adult houseflies. Their larvae are quite healthy and chock-full, chock-full of fat and proteins. In what? fact, they're a staple of many diets, and survival courses teach you to make use of them. For adults... Horse flies are apparently better tasting. Well, sure, because there's more there. I've been told that they compare to apples. What? What, what apples are you eating? The Seriously? bigger problem with eating flies that aren't larvae is many of them are vectors for disease. Yes, they sure are. In any case, it's probably safer to not eat them after they have grown wings. This is from Austin Shoper. And well, he's not wrong. Oh, man, this is a very bad question to ask. Yeah. This, uh, they, they want you to eat maggots. They. Big Pharma. Big, big fly wants you to come in and eat all their babies because they don't have enough money for daycare. All right, they're going to get those humans to eat our babies. Oh, they're delicious. I'm going to smoke my cigars and make them eat my babies. Yummy and yummy and they look like rice. You're both looking at me when you're doing these voices. (laughs) It's very, very concerning. Okay, that was my beginning section. Middle boy, what you got? Middle boy. Middle boy. Middle boy. Middle boy. Middle boy. Spoon Man. <laughs> I would like to go to page 72, which would be the end of chapter 11. Uh, we are pretty deep into Mortman's a monster. Lucy's trying to convince her mother that Mortman is a monster and that she should do something about it. Lucy, Mom, I'm trying to tell you something, I cried impatiently. My hands were balled into tight fists. My heart was pounding. Mr. Mortman's a monster. Huh? She turned away from the counter and stared at me. He's a monster, Mom. A real one, I cried. Lucy, Lucy. She shook her head. 
Stop being dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Go outside and help your father bring in the rest of the groceries. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb, Lucy. You're a dumb kid. So Dr. Spock says (laughs) in in his series of books on parenting. Yes. Yes. The first Spock recommends. The first thing you have to do is show dominance by insulting your child's intelligence. The next thing you need to do is ensure your child experiences no emotions because that is the death of logic. Exactly. So thank you, Dr. Spock. Dominate them and then subdue them with what? What kind of fucking mom? (laughs) You're just you're dumb. You're you're talking to the wrong people about that. My parents have said and done a lot of things. I've never been called dumb. And I think that would hurt a lot. Just, just, I just, like, like imagine, like, what if there was a pause there that really wasn't enunciated? Like, Mom, there's a monster. And it's like, stop it, Lucy. And then she turned back and she's like, you're you're being dumb. (laughs) You're just. Like, there's kind of the cute way of, like, you're being dumb. But there's the way of, like, you're being dumb. This is, this is, this is pointing. Years into Lucy doing this yeah. now at this point. And her mom is just fed up. She's like... Lucy's mom is just so fed up with Lucy at this point. She's like, oh my God, this kid is... You're, you're dumb. You're dumb. You're, well, just, she's you're like, dumb. She wants to say, shut the fuck up. God damn it. And apparently... She's dumb. She, dumb. According to at least what we see in the book, dad goes to work. Mom's just at home. Yeah, mom's stuck with Lucy. Mom's stuck and in summertime. Every, every night she's just like, I have to sit... With our dumb kids all fucking night while you're at work doing whatever it is you do with your tie. You do. Fuck you. And I got to be with these dumb dumbs. Seriously, you don't even know how stupid they are. Now, I'm sure some of the smarty bumps out there are parents. Yeah, sure. I'm sure some of them some of them have a kid or two. And and I don't I don't have children. I have to imagine that you would never say this. You should never say this to a child. But I have to imagine that. Sometimes you want to oh, say this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's true. Like, we could get Kim on the horn and ask. Oh, no, you could ask me. Yeah. I had a mom with no impulse control. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Here's the thing that really troubles me is that now reading these books, I relate to the parents more than the children. There's a section in the beginning where for like three pages, Lucy keeps going to the well in her fake monster story for her mom. And I, at some point, I think I was just like, hit your kid. <laughs> <laughs> just punch her right in the face. Just pop her one. That's so awful. To the moon, Alice. You have another, do you have another? Uh... I do have another section. We're, we're knee deep in chapter 16. Okay. They're at the mall. So... Late in the book, uh, Lucy manages to snap a picture of Mr. Mortman as a monster. And her goal is, if no one believes me when I tell the story, I'll provide hard evidence. I'll provide a, a photograph of monster Mr. Mortman. So she's taken this photo at great personal risk, and now she's back at home. She goes to her father and says, can we please go to the mall? to develop this photo. I think so. we should just insert a quick disclaimer that that's what you had to do yes. back in the 90s. This wasn't updated, right? No. Nope. There was a time when a camera was a discrete device. <laughs> Separate from everything else. That if you were to take a picture of it with it, you wouldn't actually know whether the picture was good. You wouldn't be able to see it. Or if uh, it even happened. It yeah, secret. Until, until you went to a place and gave it to someone to turn it 
into a picture. And then you have to go back and pick it up. So so that's what happened in this portion of the book. And I just want everyone to know that, like... It's a laborious process. If you provide a copy of The Girl Who Cried Monster to someone with a cellular phone, they won't fucking understand. Yeah. No, they will be very bad. But so there's, there's a part where she goes to the one-hour photo place... And I'll just read. The little photo store was on the upper level. At this point, it's been an hour at least since mm-hmm. she's been here mm-hmm. because they, they've developed the photo. The little photo store was on the upper level. I leapt under the escalator, grabbed the rail, rode to the top, torn to the store. Are my photos ready yet? She turned, startled at my loud voice. I think so. What's your name? Now, here's my problem. Oh, please tell me it's the same as I have. It's been literally an hour. Mm-hmm. So... How the fuck does this person working not remember Lucy? Yeah, and shift shift change. And no, also- no. <laughs> <laughs> On a weeknight? No, no way. No, they, they, bring in, they bring in part timers. This is a small photo store. They're and- going okay. <laughs> the mall could could close. Let's presume the mall. This mall closes late. Ten. So the dad gets home at when? About Probably five. Around, yeah, five or six. So even if you had the swing shift, yes. just for the sake of argument, yeah. That's four to close. It's very true. Th- there's no fucking way the person working here can justify not immediately clocking Lucy. Also, it takes her two tries to find the name Dark. I thought that I was actually rereading part of that segment because they go through the same process yes, twice. And she's like, what's your name again? And then she looks and then she goes back and says, What's your name again? I forget. And then she goes back again. It's a complicated one. How do you spell that? Her name is Lucy Dark. It's, it's three syllables. It's a fucking weekday. <laughs> and this kid just dropped off some film and her this name is, is Lucy like, This is significant. Like a child has very excitedly given you a camera and you could not have the presence of mind to be like, should probably remember who this person is. She must have been high as fuck. I mean. The only thing, the only fucking thing that could have justified this photo clerk not knowing who Lucy was if Lucy came in and was like are my photos ready and then she goes we haven't developed photos in 30 (laughs) years not since the advent of the iPhone or what they could have done is could have been like you already someone came and got those already it was a big guy with a huge head and stocks for eyes see that would be scary (laughs) that would be so great if Mothman I kept expecting Mothman and they they set it up a few times they never do it where you expect him fuck with her ability to like figure it out he's oblivious the entire time if he would have shown up and gotten those photos and she was like what do you mean someone else got my photos he's genuinely fucking harmless yeah but like (laughs) I just like where she's like are my photos ready and the lady's like I think so <laughs> Maybe. What's your name? Uh, like, <laughs> what if this is the first time she ever came that photo? Like, are my photos ready? And she goes, Yes, I remember you from f- five minutes ago. Yes. What is your name again? And who are you? And where am I? What, yeah. Okay. What is my name? And this is happening in all of his books at the end is it has to shoehorn in fake tense portions. We yeah. can't, we can't just. We can't just have her get the photos. No, no you no, can't. No. That could have been just like a sentence. She went and got the photos. The next scene is she's out there, and then the tenseness is her trying to no, like. But we have the whole thing of like, how do you spell dark? And then, and then to add insult to injury, because here's the thing: Lucy is not blameless in this pointless exchange. Oh, yeah. The woman says that comes to fourteen dollars even. Right. So here's here's there's a couple things about this one. No way does it come to $14. No. No. That's bullshit. Even one hour photo. Two. No. 
Why would you develop the photos and not charge them? Why, why would your plan be payment upon delivery? Yeah. That's actually how they work, though. It, really? Because I, I would go to Walmart, and I'd do their one-hour photo. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Big Fancy man. Wow. Okay. And, and you King would go. King Jeff with your Walmart I'm photos? I'm sorry. With your, like, posh-ass fucking photo development. Look, guys, I ride my sweet BMX bike to the Walmart with my photo roll. I park that bad boy out front so everyone can see the baseball cards I have in the rims. I drop off that sweet film. I roll around a bit in the, the men's department to see the things I'll wear when I'm a big man. Because there's, there was an instance and the, and the film was like fucked and it wouldn't develop. So they did not charge them. Oh. So if they charge them first, they have to do a refund. So they just assume they're going to fuck it up. But also imagine all the photos that that place must have from people who couldn't afford to pay and they get to take them home and just look at them. Oh, uh, yeah. These photos didn't work. Oopsies. Idiot. You took pictures of all your credit cards. Yep. <laughs> Go figure. Not mine. It's just pictures of the Mega Man password screen over and over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'll, okay, wait a minute. That's a good point. The, the the amazing power of cameras is lost on us because it used yes. to be a time when, like, if you were going to take a picture of something, it's like, okay, well, we got to wait for golden hour. We got to yes. set up yep. a tripod. It, it, you have to do, you don't fuck around. I just took a picture of you no. right now. Yeah. And guess what? It's going to be on the internet in a few minutes. I know. <laughs> now, now, if it was in the 90s, it would be like, ah, uh, shit, we got to write down the Mega Man passcode. Well, Go get my $1,500 camera case and my $30 film. Load in the flash powder. We'll snap a pic of the password screen. Go to the Walgreens. Come back in four days. Yep. And find out my thumb was over the lens yep. the, uh, for all of them. Every time. And I use I used to take photos. I used to get those cheap cameras and just take photos all the time. Fun savers? Yeah. Fun savers. They still sell those? Yeah, they do. They're really? Out, out the guys, do yourself a favor. Smarty Bumps, go and buy a disposable camera yep. and experience the sheer frustration yes. of taking photos and not immediately having access and to them. And yourself back to the 90s. Learn how it feels to not know if you can trust yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, learn how it feels to be epically disappointed in yourself after a long period of waiting. I got this real sweet photo of a monster. Oh, it's oh. not even in it. Oh, dang it. Oh, overexposed. I, I left the cap on. Fuck. But can we can you can you tell us the, the the culmination of that whole scene? Well, this this gets into the next chapter, but as it turns out, Mr. Mortman cannot be photographed. <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> but that is the ultimate culmination and and by far, I mean, I know it's not super related to the plot, but quite possibly one of the worst, stupidest, most pointless scenes you what? could have shoehorned into any story. But those are those are my middle sections. Okay. Uh, Jeff, what passages would you like to discuss? Well, I've got a few. Why? Because I've got the abysmal ending of <laughs> this work of garbage. <laughs> this is this is like it's like this book was being written and then the writer strike happened. <laughs> In the last four pages. This is the loss. This is the finale where they were just like, this is the last few chapters happened pretty quickly. Hold on. I got to find my bookmark. She has, I think, total three or four run-ins at the library with, with Mr. Mortman. I think it's three. And the last one. So she's back in the library. Now she has been found out mm -hmm. by Mr. Mortman. He 
uh, knows that she knows. He has locked the library door so she can't get out. A very scary scene in this book. <laughs> Even where though she, she could just unlock She it. hears the click behind her where she's like, why'd you lock the door? No reason. And now he is chasing her around the library, monstrous <laughs> form. Transform. He's gone Kaioken 4. Yeah. Now he's ready to roll. He, and she's out of ideas. Rut row. Oh, I realized to my horror that I'd made a mistake, a fatal mistake. I was running right into the corner. There was no exit here, no escape. He roared again so loud that it drowned out the thunder. I was trapped. I knew it trapped. With a desperate cry, I ran blindly, headlong into the card catalog. Behind me, I heard the monster's roar of laughter. He knew he had won. The card catalog toppled over. This is chapter 23. The drawers came sliding out. Cards spilled at my feet, scattering over the floor. No! The monster howled like Vader at the end of Revenge of the Sith. He didn't really do that. But. At first, I thought it was a victory cry, like a woo. Uh, but then I realized it was an angry cry of protest with a moan of with a moan of horror. He stooped to the floor and began gathering up the cards. I plunged past him, so she's like five feet away from him. Whoopsie. Yeah, he's just like, well, okay, go ahead, bye. Running frantically, my arms thrashing wildly at my side, which I'm just, she's just like, <laughs> she's got, she's got the wacky hands. She's got wacky hands. In that moment of terror, I remembered the one thing that librarians hate most: <laughs> having cards from the card catalog spilled on the floor. <laughs> Mr. Mormon was a monster, but he was also a librarian. First of all. We might need to explain card catalogs. Yeah, so now imagine if Google and Wikipedia and Netflix were in the same building. That's the library. Yep. What you would do is you would go there, and you didn't have the Google search. You had the card catalog, which was a series of drawers filled with thousands upon thousands of cards. Three by fives. Because three here's by fives. the thing that we thought was smart. We would make a three by five card for every fucking book in the entire goddamn library. With instructions on where it was. Yes. Because otherwise, you wouldn't know where to go to find, find anything. Yeah. You would die in the library. You would never know. Die in the library. Yes. These cards were physical objects that one <laughs> could touch with their human hands. And take out. And take out. Now, to open a card catalog and take the cards out and throw them on the ground is the functional equivalent of, say, hitting someone in the back of the head with a bat and hoping that they remember everything. Or yeah. washing your clothes and accidentally dropping a vial of glitter. And being in like, I'll be fine. In other words, you have done permanent, likely <laughs> irreversible damage yes. to the presentation yes. of this thing. It's a tower of cards. It's one of those sweet TikTok videos that someone has put together an elaborate uh, Rube Goldberg machine of dominoes. Except at the end, it's not a triumphant, uh, you know, like a balloon inflating or toast cooking. It's just one guy going, well, I guess we have to start the library over. <laughs> I guess we got to burn it down and start again. I guess we just need to make a new library now. So basically, if we were to update this scene, what would happen is Lucy ran past the computer typed in a button, and blew up Google. Yes. All the servers <laughs> fell on the ground. Dead. And Mr. Mortman <laughs> said, no, a no. plaintive wail for the knowledge of all humanity. Oh, Wikipedia. No. We had forgotten the way that our knowledge was organized, and thus that knowledge was lost. 
Now we're just dumb like Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. And that is the thing that saves her. <laughs> Up until, like, this is the final confrontation between her and him. You know, tete-a-tete, one-on-one. Yeah, mano a mano. And we still don't know what his intentions are. Uh, yeah. If he didn't want to eat her before, he does now. Apparently. I mean, does he, though? Or does he just want to give her a little scare so she'll fucking stop stalking him? She basically destroys this, the thing he loves. He destroys everything he's ever loved. She, she has been stalking him. She has been following him. She has been spying on him. She's been body shaming him. She has been body shaming him. She has been taking unsolicited photos of him. Oh, yeah. Without his permission. No permission nope. granted. She has been taking those to a public place to get published, therefore exposing his secret to strangers. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of a shit move, man. Yeah. And um, he has done nothing. No. <laughs> he has done absolutely nothing. And at this point, at, at this point, yeah, you're, you're objecting his cultural differences. Yep. He probably is honestly justifiably mad. Here's how I want to connect the card catalog to the invisible photo, mm -hmm. right? So vampires can't be photographed. Yeah, that tracks. Hang on. Vampires can't be photographed in some, in some iterations. Also, uh, in European and I think a little bit even of Asian folklore, if you drop a handful of rice or grains, they have to stop and count it before they can come after you. Now we're giving R.L. Stein. A lot I'm of credit. I'm just saying, I think that he might be tapping into some old folklore and really kind of giving it a little zhuzh. No, I think that he, he like Lucy, ran himself into a corner <laughs> and decided <laughs> what in a library could fuck up a librarian. She could have, uh, here's other options. She could have pushed over now, a shelf of books. Now, here's, she could have thrown <laughs> books at him. Now, here's, here's, what I, here's what I like to think, and this might not be true, because this is the thing, right? Like, when you when you tell a story, you have to tell it from your own experience. Exactly, yes. So that means that R.L. Stein probably went to a library and was like, what's going to be the most destructive? How can I take them down? And then he ran up and he was like, uh-oh, someone destroyed... The book cart. Oh, he no. no. No one came. And okay, then he like, we'll try uh -oh, again. Someone broke the copy machine. And no one said anything. It's like, and then he goes over to the card catalog. Uh-oh, someone destroyed the card catalog. Finally, the librarian was like, you need to leave. <laughs> Get out. I knew this was the worst. <laughs> Thanks, I knew this idiot. Would do it. You're yeah. so dumb. You tipped your hand. Now I know it. R.L. Stein, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> As he's being led out by two security guards. He drops cards. a glitter bomb. <laughs> Whenever he goes to do field work for his books. R.L. Stein, away! He's at, he's what, at the, a, what a fucking legend. He's at the one-hour photo place. How long does it take to find photos for a 12-year-old? Hold on a second. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Yeah, I notes. got another chapter out of this one. Research done. R.L. Stein, away! <laughs> 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 so that's what saves Lucy. Literally, that's what, saves Lucy. that's what saves Lucy because he was so, he is a monster second and a librarian yes. first. Which, like all of us. I think puts more good points in his column. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm arguing that Mr. Mothman is a fine, she's fine, perfectly fine dude. I have two more. Um, this one isn't necessarily an interesting plot point, but we did bring it up in some small way before. But it is the moment that made me really sad for Lucy. Oh, oh wow. What How is, did that happen? This? The only time in this book that I've actually felt for her. Whoa. This one is prior to her going to the library. So this is right before she actually has to go. 
She knows he's a monster, and now it's a week later because every week she has to go back and do her reading Rangers where she actually has to sit in front of him and discuss the book that she read and get a new book. Right. This week it was Anna Green Gables. We don't think she read it. <laughs> when would she have time? I Exactly, with all this monster hunting. With all this obsessive stalking, there's just no time for Anna Green Gables. So like, like an actual fearful child, she doesn't want to go. She doesn't know what's going to happen. Her parents don't believe her, and she's begging her mom. She does not want to go to Reading Rangers. This is chapter 21, the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I love this part. Lucy, I'm not giving you a choice. You're going, and that's that. It was the next afternoon, a stormy gray day. Mom, you're not going to believe me, I pleaded. I was trying not to whine, but my voice kept creeping higher and higher because she's obviously scared. Mr. Mortman is a monster. I can't go to the library anymore. Mom made a disgusted face and tossed down the dish towel she'd been folding. Lucy, your father and I have had it up to here with your silly monster stories. She turned to face me. Her expression was angry. The fact is, Lucy, dear, that you are a quitter. You never stick with anything. Wow. You're lazy. That's your problem. (laughs) Mr. Mortman is a monster, I interrupted. That's my problem. Well, I don't care, Mom replied sharply. (laughs) I don't care if he turns into a drooling werewolf at night. You're not quitting reading Rangers. You're going to your appointment this afternoon if I have to take you by hand and walk you there myself. (laughs) But here is also the weird thing about this sentence, knowing how the book ends, is... Mortman's a monster. That's my problem. The mom's like, I don't care. I don't care if he's a werewolf. That's not true. That's not true. They care very much. That, that him literally- being a werewolf, maybe she thinks like, maybe she's thinking like monster on like the b-ball court. He's <laughs> nope. just a monster maybe at maybe reading. He's, maybe he's a monster at NBA Jam. We don't know. If he's if he's a monster, just have him one v one you. With 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 knowing full well how this ends in that. Other monsters are actually such a danger to the family. You'd think that mom and dad would at least put a little bit of interest in checking it out when their daughter is is writing this one story at this point for three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks every day of this shit. Yeah. Meet this dude and check him out, which they do. They do. Only because Aaron told him. Yeah. Yeah, Now, hold on a second. I thought you were full of shit, but... (laughs) Once a man said it, well, now, <laughs> I, have to, now, now, I, t- now I gotta think okay. through. Yeah. Mm. Now that this ginger said it, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna think. <laughs> which brings me to the, the, final, the final thing I'd like to read, which honestly is about just the end of the book and when everything went to <laughs> shit. <laughs> They've brought Aaron. So Aaron is Lucy's only friend because she is a horrible person. <laughs> Aaron saw somehow magically in that final scene where I discussed that she knocked the card catalog over. After the fact, Aaron was apparently in there on his own hiding. He was hiding. there all along. Didn't help her, but he saw, managed to get out. He was like, well, I guess this is where Lucy gets eaten. Yeah. I'm going to recline back here on this shelf. And then Watch this go down. he's like, I'm going to take a rest. Yeah, I'm going hmm, to read. So they run back and tell her parents. Aaron tells them. They say, huh, okay. We'll invite Mr. Mortman to dinner. He comes over. He's very nervous. Chapter 24. I was, it was so kind of you to invite me. I don't get too many home-cooked meals. What's for dinner, he asked. You are, my dad told him, stepping in front of the couch. What? Mr. Mortman raised a hand behind his ear. I didn't hear you correctly. What is for dinner? At this point last night when I was reading this, I believe I said, fuck this. Exactly. Exactly. Like this, no. You are, dad repeated. Oh, Mr. Mortman let out a little cry and turned bright red. He struggled to raise himself from the low couch. But mom and dad were too fast for him. They both pounced on him. Their fangs popped 
down and they gobbled the librarian up in less than a minute, bones and all. And Randy laughed gleefully. Randy loved that shit. That was like better than cartoons. And Lucy had a big smile on her face. Well, her problem was solved. Yeah, I know. No more problems. That's what she's happy about. Yeah, he, she ate. My parents her, ate the problem. Her brother and her hadn't gotten their fangs yet. That's why we couldn't join in. They really wanted to. One, I think I did posit that they were all monsters, and the kids just didn't know that the parents knew that other parents That's were monsters. Right, exactly. Right? And they were like, then they come to a standstill. I mean, can you imagine if the kids didn't know their parents were monsters until then? That would have fucked Randy over that even worse. That would have fucked them that up so hard. That would have been great. Yes. And then, like, the parents turn into monsters, too, and they're like, you guys are monsters, too, but you're not old not enough yet. to turn into monsters. They don't eat them, right? The other one is that they basically scold the kids for shaming him for being a monster. <laughs> being a monster is okay. Yeah, that was a, that was the direction this could have gone yeah. as yes. well. But it's it's way easier <laughs> to write a sentence where they say their fangs popped out <laughs> and they ate him in one minute. They okay. Uh, less now, than a minute. Hold, hold on, minute. hold on. Now okay. <laughs> I was so mad. Now let's say, let's just say for the sake of argument, it's a grown adult creature. It looks like a humanoid, right? Yeah. So let's assume, Jeff, that you just decided to eat a basketball. Like, I don't think I could eat a hot dog in less than a minute. No. What the fuck? <laughs> like, and also... They didn't have appetizers. Their stomach hasn't expanded at all. Yeah, so they should look like horrific, like, and they should have an extra half person's worth of mass on their body. Yeah, exactly. This should look like an anaconda well, that they, just ate something. Like they, someone overfilled a donut with cream. <laughs> well, and they, they ate the bones, which there's a lot of bones yes. in a person. Are you, are you just swallowing them whole? Or are you, are you chewing? Are you crunching through them? Because this is hard. Well, what monster Wait are they? Wait a minute. He eats too. So did you eat the poop in him? Oh, oh God. no, you ate his poop. No, because he was going through ketosis. He's going ketosis. Okay, you're right. Good, good. Thank Obviously, God. Obviously, he was going through ketosis. Oh, I was worried. He follows that one simple trick to empty his bowels every morning. We appreciate him. Apple cider vinegar. I'll so, do it. So were they monsters by just having fangs? Yes. They just okay. had sharp teeth. To eat him in one minute. Let's just think, let's think about a pizza. Yeah, okay, let's think about a pizza. Let's yeah. think a pizza. If I was to eat a pizza in one bite... One has to be like a New York style, like thin slice. Yeah. yeah. And I have to fold it. It's a hot dog eating contest. Yeah, you got to roll it so, up like a fruit oh, roll. Okay. So, so there's, that's, a, that's a different option. So they either take him and fold him. <laughs> and they squish him all up. Fold him. And then, and then they, let him, they let all the oil drip down. Yeah, right. they let it. That's all. You got to pat it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Get the, um, the other thing they could have done, to Jeff's point, is they could have taken him. They could have separated the meat from the bone, <laughs> eat that, yes. taking the bones, dipped it in water. There you go. There you go. Cup, Help him go down. Kobayashi exactly. and then downed him. A minute for two children to just, I guess, watch their parents kill him yes. first, I'm yes. assuming, or eat him alive. Or eat him alive. It they ate him like, alive. I'm sure he was dead by the end. I'm sure by a Did they go feet first? We don't know. Maybe they were, if they were not. I think, I think they would have eaten his tummy first. How horrific. Where all the prizes are. I wonder, wonder what's in a Mr. Mortman. Are, but that's the best part. That's where the squishy where the prizes is. are. Yeah. I mean, and, and they're always yelling at her for walking in soaked with rain, getting it on the linoleum, getting it on the carpet. Now they've and, got like gallons of blood on the floor. There's got to be blood everywhere. Well, they probably yeah. drank the blood. I guess, but some of it's, you, you cannot cleanly eat a man alive. Yeah, also, you like, can't do it. His bowels would evacuate at some yes. point during that process. Yes. So, okay, well. Yes. Q 
ketosis or not, something's the, coming the out logi- of there. The logistics of how these two people ate somebody. It's too clean. It's too clean. They're not, yeah, yeah they're not fucking like surgeons. I'm, I'm walking I think, up. I think what we're missing here is the extended death sequence yes. <laughs> of Mr. Mortman. There are questions to be the answered. Psychosexual terror <laughs> of a man being devoured alive. They vored him. Yes. They vored him. This became vore. They were sitting there with their hands on their tum tum as Mr. Mortman slept within soundly. A man just disappeared. <laughs> like magic. How's the world going to go on without <laughs> Mr. Mortman? The librarian, a public figure yeah, in this town. Disappeared. Every kid in Reading Rangers is going to be like, what happened to Mr. Mortman? He fucking vanished. Where's my gold star? He was nervous getting there, right? Do you yeah. think he told people where he went for dinner that night? I, he had flowers, a bouquet. He had to, like, he went to the store and they were like, oh, who's this for? He's like, I've got a date over at the Dark's house tonight. The Dark house? Yeah, they invited me over for dinner. I've, well, I've, that I've, sounds, I love it. I I've, love I'm dinner finally the making friends in this weird town. Well, that's really nice, Mr. Mormon. Here, I'll whip up a nice little bouquet for you. I'm sure they'll love it. De- he's, he wasn't Dextered. They oh. didn't, they didn't oh. trank him and take him to some warehouse by the fucking ocean. Like, at the very least, someone else works in the library. Yeah. He walked there. He didn't drive there. No, he walked. He the, the walked next there. The police are like, so uh, we're trying to look for this guy, Mr. Derek Mortman. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he was supposed to show up to reading to kids at the orphanage. And, uh, <laughs> son of a gun, if he didn't do it, you know, he's a beloved member of the community. We're I just mean, trying to find him. And the parents, I don't know where he is. And then one of them burps, and then I'll bust my fucking guts <laughs> apart. And, and then the cop is like, <laughs> I would bust my fucking guts open laughing at that shit. The library would close after this. Yep. No, no one's running it. No, no one's going learning. to the library. It's just anymore. him. Yeah. It was only it him. Was all so his. All those kids. Yeah. So these privileged monsters fucking took out the guy who was trying to provide for the less. The less, less fortunate. Yeah. I believe. himself. Exactly. So you're saying that the darks are a Betsy DeVoe. Yeah. Trying to shut down the public education they're, system, they're pushing Betsy, the charter schools. Yes, Betsy DeVos, okay. Draco Malfoy. That's, that's their. That's okay, okay, but who guys, they are. guys, yeah. The dad did burp. That's true. It's true, and that made it all worth that it. It makes it, it worth it. He did laugh real hard. What's the alternate ending, Randy Lucy? Uh, probably, you know, honestly, I would imagine a lesson about. Tolerance. I think so. You hope. I think You'd so. Uh, so uh, is that it? Is that yeah. all we can do? That's that's what else is there to say? It's not a bad goosebump, that's for sure. No, it's no, not it's a bad good goosebump. Up until the very un- end. Until the last chapter. Yeah. It is a good, tense, scary yeah, book. It's and enjoyable. You, and you don't know what's gonna happen. R.L. Stein took advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> It clearly, he had only five minutes to get these edits in. Yeah. Yes. They were like, we need a better ending than he, you know, makes friends with the family. And if Mr. Mortman really was a horrible monster the whole time, I don't know. Maybe it would have been okay. It would have been better yeah. because that way he would have been more of a scary villain instead of just an ambiguous. A sympathetic victim. Yeah, yeah. Just doing his thing. Well, I think we've come as far as we can. Thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off the album Hit and Run. Great song, great band, great album. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com or dogparty.bandcamp.com. Danielle, Mm -hmm. would you care to read the final passage from Randy Lucy Stein's uh, meta-narrative masterpiece, The Girl Who Cried Monster? Here we go. 
And so the librarian hid behind the tall bookshelf, I said in a low, whispery voice. And when the little boy named Randy reached up to pull a book down from the shelf, the librarian stuck his long arms through the shelf and grabbed the boy. And, Lucy, how many times do I have to tell you? I glanced up to see Mom standing in the doorway, a frown on her face. I don't want you frightening your little brother before before bedtime. Mom scolded. You'll give him nightmares. Now, come on, Lucy. No more monster stories. We learned nothing! That was not useful! Uh, I'm JoJo. I have a PhD. I'm Danielle. I have a PhD. I'm Jeff. I'm glad I don't have a PhD. (laughs) This has been Geesebumps, the Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. And until next time, stay out of the basement. Like somebody I used